Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing all sorts of fun things. Colleen will be back with us on Monday. Holly and Brian are along for the ride as per usual. Thank you. Uh, now, we have a question for you. In fact, Holly specifically has a question for you, dear listeners. 651-641-1071. What is a movie slash TV show that you love that only you love? Holly Tell us more about this question and why we're asking it. Asking this question inspired by a tweet that I saw where somebody was praising specifically the performance of Bob Hoskins in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. And it was like, I feel seen. I thought I was the only one who loved that performance and thinks it's one of the most brilliant movie performances of all time. Okay. It is amazing. I I thought it was good, but. But when you think about it. Yeah. He's holding his own against nothing. True. This was True. before green screen. This was before CGI. So he was having to perform for an animal that wasn't there. Yeah, and he makes it really believable. The tension in his body that he's actually interacting with something. You can see that in the film because you don't think about it is why it's so brilliant. And then it was like, I feel like I'm the only one who loves that movie. And I wanted people to share a movie or a TV show that they feel like they're the only ones that love it. Yeah. Want you to share that love with the rest of us. 651-641-1071. All right. So share with us those films, those TV shows, the ones where you're like, I think I might be the only one who really likes this show. And I know that makes me weird, but still I like it. And I, I, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Do you have any TV shows off the top of your head? Cause you know, uh, when I was thinking about this question, I thought there's like all sorts of cult movies that I would include in this statement, but that's kind of baked in that it's a cult movie. So you kind of are admitting that like a bunch of people are going to like this, but it's a very limited group of a bunch of people. Do mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Versus right. what you're saying is sort of like, I think I'm out here on an island, yeah. Uh, you know, with, with my love for something. So were there any TV shows in particular that, that stuck out to you? Well, a lot of the TV shows ended up being things like nostalgic cult TV shows. One that I was thinking of in the past couple of weeks actually was The Adventures of Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. Like, I I, I have never met anyone in my life who loved that show, maybe except for my sister, but that doesn't count because we grew up in the same thing. But thinking about a specific episode where it's daylight savings time and they get an extra hour in their day. And what they do with that extra hour is supposed to be magical. And it was like, I'm thinking about that show. And then I was like, I have no one in my life 
to talk to about the adventures of Pete and Pete. Nobody. So yeah. that's the kind of show that I'm talking about. Got it. All right. 651-641-1071. Join the convo, if you will. And Brian, if we can, I would love to go right to Matt. Matt is on the line. All right, Matt, what's a show uh, or a movie that you think you're you know, on an island of love for that show or movie? So it's Oliver, the musical from 1968. Oh, okay. Why? So I just love it. I think it's one of the best musicals. One, just because I like the old, like I love the old timey and like how it's shot. I feel like it was all, they kind of had to do everything in like one scene or at least they make it look pretty good at making it look like one scene. But I think the music's good. But my girlfriend says it is the most depressing movie in the world. <laughs> the dumbest movie. Oh. And no, it's just one of my favorites. My favorite musical and one of my best, yeah, my favorite movies. But everyone that I know hates it, won't watch it. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it, Oliver. Um, that I God, I haven't seen that movie in years. Thank you so much for that, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Matt. M- Matt says Oliver. Which is based on Dickinson's Oliver Twist, yeah. by the way. Just, you know, that's yeah. why it's kind of a little... That's the one, like, food, glorious food. Isn't that from that yeah. musical? Yeah. All right, let's go to Joan. Joan is on the line. Hey, Joan, what's the TV show or movie uh, that you love that you're not quite sure everyone else does? The Cutting Edge. Tell oh, me about The Cutting Joan, Edge. Joan, yes. Tell me about yes. The Cutting Edge, Joan. Well, it's a hockey player that ends up being a figure skater, and it is just fun. To watch him um, go from hockey skates to figure skates and the front edge of a figure skate, he kept going, so thick, and he'd land on his face. I just love it. My kids have all had to watch it a dozen times with me, but I don't know anybody else who's watched it. All right. Well, thank you, Joan. Thank you, Joan. I don't know that movie. Do you? Uh, Yeah, because my sister... Love that movie growing up. Oh. And so I would watch it. And when Joan said Topic, I'm like, girl, I know exactly what you're talking what about. Talking. I have no clue. Yeah, but that's... I just humored her because I want Joan to feel like she's a part of the conversation. And she is. I just don't know that movie. Yeah. Well, again, these are the movies that you feel like you are the only person. I mean, it's true. Apparently. Let's go to the phones again. Patty's on the line. Patty, what's the TV show or movie that you kind of feel like you're the only one who loves? Well, I might be the only one who knows about it. This is really going back 1985. Okay. It's called Lady Hawk. Tell me about it. No. Lady Hawk. And it stars Rutger Hauer, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Matthew Broderick. I mean, like, big names, but I don't think it did anything in the theaters. Um, And the description is really simple. It's, It's back in medieval times, and it's like this thief. Uh, Gasson, who is Matthew Broderick, he escapes out of the dungeon. So there's intrigue, and then oh, oh. shoot, we oh. lost her. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Well, Lady Hawk it Lady has quite Hawk. the cast. Yeah, yeah, that Ma- is my bad. No, no that, worries. That is all right. Rutger yep. Hauer, Matthew Broderick, Michelle Pfeiffer, Fantasy Hawks. Hawks. All right, Lady Hawk. Uh, let's go to Chris. Chris is going to be our last word. Chris, what is the TV show or movie? that you kind of feel like you might be the only one who loves it. Well, I'm hoping I get all the feels from Holly here, too, but I just stumbled across it again yesterday, the shop around the corner. Oh, Tell yeah. me about it. Well, it's it's kind of an ensemble situation. It's all these people uh, working in a Slovakia-type store, you know, back in the day, before, probably before World War One. And Jimmy Stewart's the lead, and I think it's Marino Sullivan. 
is the woman, and they remade it as um, You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and um, what's her oh. name? Mago, Meg. Yeah, Meg, and Meg Ryan. So, yeah, Meg Ryan. And, um, you know, so so Maureen O'Sullivan and Jimmy Stewart can't stand each other, but they're corresponding via letters. And But it's like every character has a wonderful story. The guy that owns the store is Frank Morgan, you know, the Wizard of Oz. Um, it's it apparently got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's considered to be a classic. I did not know it, but I am grateful for you sharing it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. All right, Holly. Um, I feel like you got some good suggestions. I couldn't think of a movie per se because all the movies I kept thinking about are all cult films, and I'm like, yeah, but that's just like a thing. Yeah. Um, but there's a wonderful Netflix show called Occupied, which I feel like two people know about. One of them was our good friend Donnie is our good friend Donnie. It's just that he's not here right now. Um, but he loved that show. And I, I'm not sure if he's the one that told me about it originally, but it's a Norwegian show. It's on the Netflix. It's a it's thriller, intrigue, political drama. And um, yeah. Yeah. All right. When we come back, thank you for that question, Holly. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, Sam Asgari's PR team is working overtime to tell us what he's thinking. Find out why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back. We're in the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on Thursday, November 18th, My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. Holly Roberts. Brian, thank you for being here today. Now, um, and I didn't tell you this ahead of time, Brian, but feel free. I would love it if we could get the Cobra Gang together, Britney style. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, with a Cobra Gang. You've got the crime. We've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Wee Um, okay. We need to talk about Sam Asgari because he's been talking, or better yet, his PR team has been talking to people over at People Magazine. Um, apparently they're working overtime to tell us what he's thinking. Great. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. He apparently is out here encouraging Britney. We'll talk about that. Uh, it's kind of gross, actually. So, um, like I said, I think it's obvious that his people are sending out press releases to people because there's a story, Holly, over on People with the exclusive title. Exclusive! Britney Spears' fiancé, Sam Asgari, is encouraging her as she figures out her next steps. Mm, wow. Okay, thanks. So, according to a source... Nearly a week after L.A. County Judge Brenda Penny terminated Britney's conservatorship, a source is squawking to people saying that Britney hopes to, quote, stay healthy or excuse me. Sam hopes Britney, quote, stays healthy and uh, that she's being encouraged by Sam to keep going. What does that mean? Keep going. uh, Britney, I'm reading again from the source, quote. Brittany basically went from not being able to do what she wants to being able to do anything she wants. The big question is now, what is she going to do? Sam is encouraging. Thank you. Caps and obvious. <laughs> Sam uh, is encouraging her to stay on a schedule. He is very focused and likes to feel accomplished. Um, thanks. You want to read the tea leaves or if Lori and Julie are good friends who are yelling outside currently and I can hear them <laughs> through the glass steel doors. Um, Hollywood speak, I think, is the term they use. The Hollywood speak is this is absolutely coming from Sam Asgari's people because they've managed to turn a conversation about Britney Spears, spin it and make it all about Sam Asgari. 
Yeah. It's like he's so regimented and he's so great. Sam is encouraging her to stay yeah. on a schedule. Like, what? what? Hey, Brittany, I'm going to need you to, you know, like, I am a professional actor. Mm-hmm. You have... It's very important for me to be on a schedule. So I yeah. think you, Brittany, right now would be best served if you two were on a schedule like me, professional actor. I have been in such things as a semi-nude Santa in two seconds of hacks and an upcoming movie with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. Which hasn't actually started filming yet. Yeah. Tell me more about your acting experience. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But he likes the schedule. He likes to feel accomplished. You know, that's a rare... Uh, attribute, don't you think? Feeling accomplished? Yes. Yeah, I don't a know. person who likes to feel accomplished. I don't know about you, Bradley, but I know that I wake up in the morning feeling best when I'm rudderless and feel really <laughs> bad about myself. Also, the source goes on in this article to say, Brittany and Sam are having fun together. She loves having him around. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, the and now, okay, so for the listener who maybe just tuned in is like, okay, you're just making fun of a tabloid story, but Again, I would just like to reiterate you. This is a people exclusive. Now, yep. Holly, in the parlance, what does a people exclusive generally refer to? A people exclusive means, for the most part, that the call is coming from inside the house, meaning that that source close to Sam Asgari is either Sam Asgari or himself or the people that he has hired to represent him. Exactly. Lies. This Lies. is all a press release that somebody shot over to the people at, uh, or excuse me, the people at people. Also, I got a beef with this article. Uh, well, add it to the list. The, What's your beef? I mean, the specific beef. I mean, we listed some beefs, but it's the continuation of the misogynistic narrative that has followed Britney Spears for years, meaning that her dad, Jamie Spears, trotted this out throughout the past year. Mm-hmm. And I say it as when Jamie Spears was framing his concern for Britney as, well, he's her daddy and she and her daddy just loves her. Infantilizing yeah. a woman her who's almost... Her daddy just loves his little girl. Yeah, his loves his little girl and wants what's for the best. Meanwhile, Britney Spears is 39 years old. <laughs> yeah. A grown bleep woman who So what you're saying is that Sam is trading off the same tired stereotypes about Britney Spears? Yeah, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm going to get cranky and I'm going to say that I'm tired of it because that whole framing of Sam Asgari, you know, he likes the schedule and and he's really this and that. And it's really nice if Brittany would follow a schedule too, like that she's incapable of doing a schedule herself mm-hmm. and that she needs a man, Sam Asgari, yeah. to structure her life. You know, what's so interesting about this? So, yes, that is absolutely correct. Did you finish your point? I don't want to cut you off. I am done. Okay. Um, as a woman, I want you to have your voice heard. Thank I don't you. want to cut it off short. Thanks. Okay. Uh, but no, what I was going to say is that the the thing that makes me, uh, I feel like this story is totally believable. Meaning I believe the story came out of Sam Asgari's mouth because Everything out of Sam Asgari, like on his social media, etc., is like, I am big, strong man who loves his lady, who's going to take care of, you know, because he always talks about Britney as his lioness. That's right. Right. Um, he's always like, I am, I'm big and must now. Now, these are my stereotypes of like the big muscular man, like he's going to be over masculine. But everything on social media or everything that he said to to. uh tabloids and like the paparazzi is that he's like taking care of his lioness which i think 
you know, it's right to have all those criticisms of that particular framing. But it also just tells me that that's him. Oh, yeah. Because like somebody like if it was Britney's people or if it was just some person over at people, I'd be like. they. I mean, they got him re- like if they wouldn't know to do this is what I'm saying. So the fact that it reads like that in this source or excuse me, in this exclusive pe- piece in people that tells me for sure that this stuff is coming from Sam Asghari because it sounds totally in the voice that Sam Asghari has been sharing on social media and elsewhere. Which then now you can have that conversation about uh, the framing of it because it's, I think, a wider criticism you could probably sit down and have with Sam Asgari. Yeah. Right? A hundred percent agree on every level. Who loves his lady. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Like that might very well be their relationship, but it just tells me that we can hear Sam Asgari in this article. Oh, yeah. And Sam Asgari has used this moment. He has seized the moment to amplify his own celebrity. He had that big New York Times profile that was published this past weekend that he had beef with, where he said that he made an agreement. It was so obvious. (laughs) He made an agreement with the New York Times. You can talk to me, but you can't do you can't do any reporting on Britney or her conservatorship, which is big news of the day. It's like no, honey. Oh, honey, bless your heart. I mean. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Well, this story continues. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from Brittany to, oh, look, crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things. We'll do it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Why am I talking so fast? I don't know. Thank you, Brian, and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. We're about to get real dumb up in here. I mean, dumber than we usually are. Actually, these people are dumber than we are legally. Let's do the crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. Sometimes other places. places. Where are we going? We are going first. Thank you so much to Victorian County Court. Yay! I don't know where that is. Okay. Is that like a Victorian County Court, like in the time machine, like um, Victorian era? No. Sure. It's like Time After Time with Malcolm <laughs> McDowell. Watch out, Jack the Ripper's back. Oh, that's such a good movie. Isn't it? In fact, I watched it probably two years ago on a Saturday afternoon and was like, who never told me about this movie? Fun fact. It's weird. Before we move on, it's streaming on HBO Max right now. Oh, okay. Okay. If you like Malcolm McDowell, Mary Steenburgen, uh, Jack the Ripper, San Francisco in the late 70s. It is very interesting because it's peak 70s and also like... it's got that like Jack the Ripper peak. Like there was a peak pop culture Jack the Ripper moment happening. So it was like all these things and like peak like throwback Victorian, but like in seventies. I don't know. I'm just saying you got to watch it. It's a thing. Great. All so, right, sorry, we sidetracked. Now let's go back to Victorian County Court. Beautiful. And I want to tell you about a 49 year old gullible and stupid man. Who stole more than 800, those aren't my words, by the way, $800,000 from his employer. Can you believe this? Uh, Kind of. So now you may ask, why did this guy spend or uh, steal 
plus thousand dollars from his job um because he had some gambling debts and a loan shark was after him and oh sorry that was supposed to be a buzzer Thank you. Like, what do you got against lunch sharks? <laughs> oh, that's my story. No, it was Is not it a, right? No, it was not. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. But that was not the part that this article uh, referenced. Apparently, this 49-year-old dude named Rukesh Sadai fell in love with a sex worker. Oh, well, that's convenient. Now, she... Well, you know, you did say loan shark. Uh-huh. So you would say to me, like, why... Would a guy rob eight hundred or steal eight hundred thousand dollars from his work to give to a sex worker? You might be like, "Wow, that's expensive." She she works for for a pretty penny, right? Right. The nightly fee or whatever the fee is expensive. Well, he went to the sex worker. He fell in love with her, uh-huh. and she was like, "I have this problem, and I need you to help." And uh-huh. he's like, "Okay, I'll help. What do you need?" And she's like, "I need eight hundred thousand dollars." But then you might ask yourself or me, because I have the information on the story, why did she need eight hundred thousand dollars? Well, why did she need eight hundred thousand dollars? Because she said, and this is kind of on your first go round of uh, ideas, that she owed money to some dangerous criminals. I mean, man, that happens. I've watched some movies. The only I've... problem is there were no dangerous criminals. Uh uh-huh. So here the sex worker was taking advantage of somebody that she's like, Oh, this person loves me. Isn't that sweet? I would like almost a million dollars, please. Also, she gambled it all away. Oh, honey. Womp womp. Sad and that's, that's where Judge Maidment, I don't know, but that's the name of the judge, said, Your gullibility and stupidity do not reduce your moral culpability. Oh. Americans, I want you to put that on a T-shirt and <laughs> wear it with you at all times. Oh, that's really sad. Your I gullibility mean... and stupidity do not reduce your moral culpability. That's really sad, Bradley. This story makes me sad. $800,000? Yeah. You feel bad for the guy? Well, I do because he stole that much money. That's a lot of money and the judge is right. I feel bad right. for the people he stole the money from. It's just tragic. <laughs> It's just I got secondhand embarrassment for him. Yeah. I mean, that's some secondhand. That's like some eight-hand embarrassment. Yeah. And you know what? If you hadn't gone to the sex worker, it had just been one-hand embarrassment. And you wouldn't have stolen all that money. He would have gotten away with it, too, had he um, gotten away with it. But he didn't. So Mm -hmm. he went to jail. Okay. Bye. 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 Um, Don't steal money for your sex worker. Speaking of, put a pin in it. I promise we'll get to the other stories because we have plenty of time. Did you see the story about the the medium in Anoka? No. Yes. No. Okay. Holly but did. Share. It was not share. No. No. Anyway, no. There was a there is a psychic or a medium or I don't remember how she advertised herself. Uh, who? Ran like she had a an office in downtown Anoka, and she convinced a number of people to part with lots and lots of their money by telling them they had been born like one person that they'd been born with a curse, and the only way that that they could remove that curse, you might imagine, was by giving her lots of money. Yeah, turns out, yeah, didn't work. Uh huh. And uh, they ended up arresting her. So, 
Surprise. I was like, I can't believe that stuff still goes on. But there, and, and a couple of the people that she took advantage of, and they imagine there are a lot more who just never came forward because you can imagine that, like, if you were a victim of that, you might go, ooh. Yeah. There's an embarrassment factor, I suppose. But there were a couple people who, um, you know, didn't have the capacity to make those kind of decisions for themselves. So she took further advantage of them. And it was just really tragic in any way. I thought the story was fascinating because I can't believe that stuff still happens. Okay, continue. Where are we going next? Oh, well, we're going to Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Um, This is a pretty simple, crazy, stupid idiot. Uh, We've got Ronnie Truesdale. Ronnie Truesdale of Raleigh had something happen at a fast food joint. Ronnie had something happen at a fast food joint. Yeah. He didn't Uh, get pickles on his Big Mac. Well, no, actually, he got something on his Big Mac that he wasn't asking for. (sighs) Ooh. You want to guess what it is? This is it nasty? Well, I mean, out of all the nasty things that you could find on your burger. A dead animal. Well. A band-aid. No, it, actually, it was hair. Uh, Ew! <laughs> That's Ew! nasty. Yeah. Hair on your burger? Like, are we just talking a hair? Because I've done that where I've picked out a hair. Mm-hmm. It's happened before. And you eat before. it anyway, because, I mean, come on, it's a hair. Yeah, please. Just I mean, one hair. Just one hair is fine. Yeah. But this was like a clump? Well, we don't know exactly, but Ronnie was like, there is hair in my burger, and I am traumatized. He's like, I got nauseated, and it was gross, and I filed an insurance claim, I being Ronnie, the insurer for McDonald's for pain and suffering because he had a hair in his burger Wait. and it made me feel sick to my stomach. He got a hair and he is suing for a hair? Yeah, and suing for almost $1,600 what? in medical expenses paid to an organization called WakeMed. But here's the thing, guys. What? He faked the picture of the hair in the burger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. I'm feeling better now. Yeah. A little Photoshop action, a little doctoring of the hair, and he thought he wasn't going to get caught. Can I ask what the $1,600 in medical expenses would be for? I have no idea. Like he barfed? Yeah, and he just needed like Pepto-Bismol? I was going to say you don't need $1,600 after you barf. Yeah, but here's the thing. Now Ronnie did... uh, It's insurance fraud now, Ronnie. You have crossed the line. It wasn't like, I got a hair in my burger and I would like a free burger. I would like maybe some ice cream for my troubles. But no, now Ronnie has been charged with a felony attempting to obtain property by false pretense. That's nasty. You don't mess with the insurance company. No, I would never in a million years. I would be disgusted. I might take my issues to social media, but then I would think twice because sometimes that then people come after you because they're like, that's not real. And it's just like, it's not worth it. It's a dumb burger. Move on. Yeah. As long as it's not like a roach or teeth. You'd probably be fine with it, right? Has somebody found teeth? I'm sure. I mean, I well, like a false set of teeth, and then you're trying to make the burger <laughs> be <talk>. hilarious. <laughs> then you bite into it, and you're like, oh, that but took hair, a bite out of me. Hair is one of those things where you're like, ew, okay, do I, is it, mm, how good is this food? We live in like, a world, if Brad. this is, if I can't get another one, I'm going to eat this, and we're just going to pretend the hair didn't happen. Exactly. Look, we live the in The worst a, thing, though, is yeah. if you do get a hair in your food, and you know, like how you'll pull the hair out, right? If it sticks. Like, because oh. then it means it's baked in and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that means that there has been a journey for that hair. <laughs> yes. You could make a docu-series about the journey of the hair. Ugh. But 
also, to your point, Bradley, as far as finding something like that, we live in a society where food is assembled by humans. Well, that's why, all like, the if time. it's just like a, a hair and it, you know, you pick it up and, you know, let it go off into the wind somewhere, that's one thing. Yeah. But when it's like solidly in the cheese and mm. you're like, okay, so this has been there for a while. I suppose it also should be. Hair situational. Like, what kind of hair? <laughs> well, don't even get me started. I mean, if there's, like, scalp attached, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Or just, like, a super long one. Yeah. yeah. Like, when it just keeps, you know, you just keep going. pulling and pulling pulling it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all the listeners out there who are enjoying their Culver's afternoon. When we come back. Oh, my God. Do we have a special guest today? We sure do. We are going to play a game with a very special guest. It's uh, a game you're familiar with because we play it every day at 2.45. It's called The Throwback Wi-Fi.